everybody hurts. Now everybody's quiet. Sometimes. I don't think I was being quiet. I was literally <laughs> singing in your ears. Because yes. that's how things go here on Dance Robot Dance. Dance. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to our 104th episode. I am Tim. I will be hosting this week. I have returned from the quantum realm yes. from which I descended for the last week. So thanks for Christine Mark for picking up the slack while I was gone. That was the shortest preamble we've ever had, Tim. That was so like sufficient. <laughs> we're getting yeah, we're getting fucking efficient on this. Bitch. Efficient, not sufficient. Efficient. Uh, it was sufficient. It, it can be both. It can be sufficient oh. and efficient. A <laughs> hundred episodes in, and we're starting finally figuring this thing out. It's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, except what sufficient means. Apparently, we haven't figured that out yet. Excuse me, while I well, words. baby but- steps, guys. <laughs> baby steps. But uh, with me this week, we have our usual crew back together. We have Mark. How's it going, guys? And Christy. What's up? What's up? What's up? How much? I'm. Uh, I think we're all pretty exhausted. I think we've all. Sounds like we've all had some pretty crazy last uh, week or so. Yeah. It's been busy. It's been a busy couple weeks. It has yeah. been traveling all over southern Ontario, all over the western hemisphere, what, oh, what yeah. have you. Kind of some of us didn't travel as far as you did, Tim. But you know, still, <laughs> just, still did some travel. I am a jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, um, you guys are doing good? Have a good, good week so far? Yeah. Fuck, man, I'm a day ahead, so I am not really sure what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Mark definitely thought that, uh, yeah, we were a day ahead of what we actually were. He was like, he messaged us yesterday and been like, oh, what, what time are we recording tonight, guys? We're like, uh, Mark, it is not, that is not the day that it is. It's not Fuck. the day it is. Why are you being yeah. so, like, <laughs> auspicious about what day it is, Tim? Like, it was not the day. I don't want to, like... Twas not yeah. the day of it was today. I don't want to give like spoilers in terms of like you know when we actually record versus when shit gets published. It was the best of times. I'm all you. You'll also know notice that I don't t- tend to say like, oh, we've been recording for 63 minutes so far or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark edits, and that all gets fucked up. Nah, I like to fuck it up a little bit. Listen, listen to all of the shit that like we've been talking for an hour and a half, and they see it's only been like an hour and five minutes like what did they do in those lost 15 (laughs) minutes or like 30 minutes mostly dick and fart jokes and things that probably just should not make it yeah exactly it's usually like tim or i said something that like just horrified christy to the point where she was like you should probably take that out and i'm like yeah i'm having like an emotional breakdown and being like please take this out of the podcast (laughs) yeah yes there's also there's always like the uh we're going to share private news on the uh on the podcast and be like, you know what? Maybe we should chop that out. So then it was like, yeah, 15 yeah. minutes later, it's fucking me chopping it out. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Well, I'm glad to be back. Let's get right into news for the week. You guys didn't do any news last nah. week, but yeah, I checked and there really wasn't very much, nope. uh, but there wasn't this last week. I wanted to lead with, we're starting to get some casting information about star Wars episode nine. Mm. The two big ones just, uh, well, no, I think it was last night was we found out that uh, Billy D. Williams is pretty likely to return for Star Wars Episode Nine. That's pretty rad. Gotta get that Falcon back, baby. Yeah. Gotta get that Falcon back. Yeah, I guess, you know, he he's probably like sort of the rightful heir to it. Well, I guess between like him and Chewbacca at this point, they're like the rightful heirs to the Falcons. So mm-hmm. I'm all for that, especially just coming off of Solo, which listeners will remember Mark and I were both big fans of. I think this is a perfect time to bring back Lando. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Still haven't seen that. You should. It was a lot of fun. Yep. 
yeah, so I, I'm excited for that. I mean, not much details in terms of what's, what he's going to do or whatever, but it just sounds like he's going to be in it. And then the other big one is that Carrie Russell is apparently going to be in episode nine. So Carrie Muscle, Russell of most recently the Americans, but most famous for Felicity <laughs> back in like the fucking 90s or whatever. She's a funny one because she is an actress that like I am aware of, but I've never seen anything she's in. Like nothing. I've never seen her act before in my life. Yeah, I probably fell in that boat too. Yeah, like I've never watched Felicity and I, I've heard The Americans is really good and I was like thinking about watching it, but I'm like, I'm so far behind on everything else. Like I'm really going to take on a new series. No, not likely. So yeah. Yeah. My, my only concern there is like, oh, they're going to put another like fucking female, like possibly lead character out in front of the asshole firing squad that is the Star Wars fandom right now. Yeah. Like not that not that they should cave or whatever. It just I hope that you know she's prepared for. I'm sure if anybody's re- ready to weather the storm of like fan backlash, like she she weathered the I cut my hair backlash at one point during that stupid. Oh yeah, that. that Felicity. I remember that. That was uh, that was fucking fuck ton of shit for it. So yeah, that was that was a that was a scandal at the time. Mm-hmm. A veritable fuck ton, if you will. Yeah. What is the measurement? See, moving on from that, we had a couple of legendary creators depart us this uh, past week or so. The first one, Steve Ditko, legendary comic book creator, primarily for Marvel, but doesn't work for DC as well, passed away at the age of 90 this past week. He was found in his New York apartment on the 29th, but it looks like he might have died a couple days before that. So he just wasn't getting a lot of visitors, which. Notorious oh. Recluse. So there is. Oh, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. Yeah. And he, he was uh, he was one, kind of a weird character. Very, like very you, could, you could write him letters like right up until he passed away kind of thing. And like he would respond like yep. it wouldn't always be like right away. You might get a response like six months later or something like that. But there's all these people in like the comic book, uh, like sort of communities around the internet where people are like sharing letters that he wrote to them, being like, you know, telling them about like insider stuff about the business and like what he would recommend for them. Like they, people would send him their art and shit like that. And he'd be like, yeah, you're doing pretty well. These are things you might want to change kind of thing. Yeah. And, but. yeah, I heard all those stories like early on, like when he was still kind of actively doing stuff, like well, I mean, not as actively doing stuff as he had. He was in the 60s, obviously, but like he still did stuff. Up until like about 10 years ago, I think, like you still see his name kind of crop up as like, oh, I mean, he's doing, he's penciling this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, uh, he was, he was a weird, weird man. And like his relationship with Marvel was strained, I guess, is probably the most diplomatic way to put it and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, he made yeah. a big fucking splash in that little pool at the time. So why was it absolutely? Uh, he didn't feel that he got enough credit for how much he created in terms of Spider Man compared oh. to what Stan Lee got because the original drawing was like by jack kirby and it was not anywhere near like what the costume design ended up being and so stan i think gave it to 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 ditko or he gave it to it was one of the ramitas or somebody else designed the costume but it was like a lot of the key concepts and stuff like that that came out of it's very much it's almost like a bill finger situation with batman where he was Mm -hmm. just on the book and that was his only book yeah so like he was the only he was on the book like full time where stan was doing almost all the books, like kind of plotting all the books yeah. overall. Yeah. So he took a lot of umbrage with the fact that he didn't feel like he got as much credit as he deserved for creating a big fucking portion of like the Spider-Man mythos that we like kind of, you know, whatever follow venerate today, I guess yeah. the right yeah. word. So, yeah. 
and and on top of that, he also co-created Doctor Strange. Yes. Yes. Uh, he did a lot of work. Uh, his work at DC was on characters like Blue Beetle and the, uh, the and question. Captain Adam, the question. Which I think was his invention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he also created Shade the Changing Man, which is a little bit lesser known character. And he also created uh, Squirrel Girl, who's sort of oh, yeah. experiencing a renaissance right I now. didn't know he created Squirrel yeah. Girl. Yeah, yeah. So really prolific creator, writer, definitely, definitely will be missed, but will be remembered for a long time to come, I think. Yeah, it's a little sad. I don't think he, he would have got a chance to see Squirrel Girl show up on TV because I think we got a chance to see all his other creations show up for the most yeah. part, you know what I mean? And like multimedia stuff, but like uh, Squirrel Girl was just about to come out because that new Warriors, I think, show is starting relatively soon with the AT&T Girl as Squirrel Girl. Yeah, AT&T yeah. Milana Trump. Melania, yeah. Melania Trump, Trump. something like that. No, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely Melania Trump. <laughs> that seems that seems real to me, you guys. It seems real. No, <laughs> she had to get out of the White House. Had to get away from the Donald. And that was her. That was her way out. Yeah, <laughs> Could you imagine? Jesus, <laughs> I'd have fucking um, killed myself by now. Like I couldn't even imagine doing that. Honestly, I just can't. I can't listen to it lately. I yeah. It's been a rough, whatever. It's been interesting. Anyway, that's not the news we're talking about right now. We're just talking about happy geek <laughs> things like dead comic writers. Like, and dead sci-fi authors. Yeah. So the other big one uh, this past uh, couple weeks was Harlan Ellison passed away, who was one of the most sort of iconic uh, sci-fi writers and uh, well-known sci-fi writers of the past sort of century. So he's known for writing one of the best known and best beloved Star Trek episodes, The City on the Edge of Forever. Arguably the best episode of the original series to a lot of people. So myself included, I would probably pick that as the best episode they did of that show. It's a genius hour of TV. So it holds up to this day. Mm -hmm. One of the few episodes of that show you can go back and rewatch. You're like, oh, this is why people love Star Trek. Like once you get, because you're just away from all the goofy like sets and the terrible makeup and shit like that you can just kind of like focus on how good the storytelling is and he just fucking crushed it so awesome episode. awesome yeah. episode. but but really prolific uh you know sort of novel and short story author mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um i can't say i read much of his stuff although he did do a uh screenplay of isaac asimov's i robot that was supposedly really good i read a couple of his like short stories and stuff like that he was he was a talented writer he knew he knew his shit like he could you could get around a page pretty quick so yep that one definitely hit a lot of a lot of people pretty hard as well but he was he was also pretty old he was uh, i believe 84 when he passed away yeah so he'd lived a good life uh, and definitely prolific career as well there moving on to less sad news not exactly my thing but sounds like it could be kind of cool there's apparently a live action mobile suit gundam movie happening it's put being put on by legendary pictures so they're just is it like a pacific rim sequel because that's basically the same thing right? <laughs> uh, yeah in everything but name yeah. essentially so. i don't know gundams, gundams were never my thing so i don't i don't really know i'm a little out of the this is out of my depth a bit I, I can appreciate like the the Gundam like aesthetic yeah. kind of thing. Like I think they look pretty fucking cool, but I never like got into building them or like the animes or anything like that. Yeah, we all know which giant robot tr- uh, franchise I tend to skew towards. So yeah. really, yeah. Voltron. Yeah, Vol- right? actually, Voltron. I was a fan of Voltron. I liked Voltron a lot. Yeah, I was too. I, I had only one Voltron though. I only had like the yellow fucking lion. Oh, see, I was, I was spoiled. Like, my I think my dad found them like at a like a garage show or something like that, but I had the whole fucking like robot mm. thing. So it was pretty cool. 
Yeah. So in comic book news, the biggest sort of thing that happened this week was Batman number 50, which was supposed to have been spoilers, Batman and Catwoman's wedding. That's we funny. talked about this, yeah. Oh, you guys did talk about that last week? Yeah, it was, it was my Geek of the Week. I caught up, so I we talked about it last week. But, but he, he was uh, mad because it got spoiled for him. Oh, I yeah. yeah. I, I was amazed I was able to, especially considering I was gone over like the actual release date and didn't end up picking up picking up until like Saturday or something like that, that I was did not have it spoiled for me. Yeah, no, see, I'm, a, I'm an avid Redditor, so uh, as soon as that story yeah. hit, it was on the front page and... Yep, yep. Spoil the shit out of it for me right there. But I still enjoyed the issue. They didn't get married. No. No, no. So it was basically what ended up happening is... Spoilers! Sorry, I thought I'd yell it out really loud. uh, Selena's friend Holly basically poisoned her to the idea that she could, like, be a good person. Uh, And it's revealed at the end of the issue that Bane basically manipulated her and all of the other sort of players in the lead up to the wedding. Including the Joker, who was pretty key. Like, I had a pretty key conversation with her, like, in the issue leading up to the wedding, so. Yeah, that was a fucking intense issue. It was a good story, actually. Like, I, I've not cared for King's Joker overall. That was the first time where I was like, this feels like a Joker I can get behind. Like, he's, a, like, yeah. just blatantly in love with Batman and does not understand why he doesn't fucking love him back. And it makes it makes the oh, character like, make a lot of weird sense. Yeah. Is it like a gay car- a gay Joker? Uh, I'm gonna say gay. Or is it just he's, like he's so obsessed with Batman? He's so like, obsessed. Every, the way yeah, he talks yeah. about him comes off like he's like a stalker with a crush. Yeah, but like yeah, but doesn't like, quite understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I was like, I was, I was in for that because like his first couple issues when he was dealing with a Joker, I'm like, I don't like this Joker at all. Like it's not, especially mm-hmm. after Scott Snyder's Joker, who was just like super intense and like super villainous. I was like, this Joker feels very milk toast compared to uh, what I was getting before. And, he finally yeah. kind of brought it back around, and I'm hoping we'll get more of it because his run's going to continue. I'm assuming he said he wanted to stay on past issue 100. So yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's still that three Joker series coming. I have a yeah. feeling this Joker, like Tom King's Joker, is more that like 80s, like Brian Boland kind of Joker, and Snyder's is a different one. And then there's also like a sort of really early like 60s version kind of Joker. I'm still like, I still they need to fucking put that book out so they can like I can actually figure out what the fuck they're trying to do because like that concept yeah. does not sound appealing to me at all like it makes like i don't like that idea yeah. so they, they got to fucking nail this otherwise i'm gonna be like this is stupid why would you have multiple people be the joker that makes no I sense wanna, i want to say it's morrison that's doing it but that doesn't oh. necessarily mean he's gonna nail it no no it's more likely that he will though because he's a weird motherfucker too so if he just does a whole lot of acid before he writes the issue it might be good yeah. it's hard to say yeah Motherfucker talks to aliens and shit, you know, like he's a he's a weird dude, like a weird dude. Yeah. But the, yeah, the issue I'm sort of I'm, I'm suspending judgment on because it looks like it's going to set up some really fucking cool shit. And if it does, then I'm going to be a lot more willing to forgive that they sort of teased this and then didn't go through with it. But they might go through with it later, too. You never know. I just like offhand it at some point, like issue 75, just to yeah. piss everybody off, probably. <laughs> Well, that's when Superman died was issue 75. So but hmm. in other DC and Batman news, something I imagine Mark will be happy about is that Batman in the animated series is going to be in HD on DC's upcoming streaming service. Blu-ray release too, which I'm a little bit more excited about. So there is that. Yeah. I'm curious about the DC streaming service. I'm sure I will at least like do the free month or whatever they give you to try and uh, hash it out. It's mm-hmm. it's getting to, it's getting to be diminishing returns with all these fucking services though. Like I'm already subscribed to three or four or something like that. And that's not even including like 
Spotify and Marvel Unlimited and all the other stuff that I subscribe to. So it's like it's getting kind of expensive to yeah. just like maybe we just have cable again. Like, is that what we're getting back to? Like, yeah. we're just paying for so much shit. We may as well just have kept the big things. So. I think they're going to need I think at some point they're going to start collapsing into each other kind of thing. Like, yep. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, like, the, I'm sure the Disney one is probably like the best evidence of that is like mm-hmm. that's going to encompass Disney, Hulu, Fox, like all that kind of stuff's going to get lumped in there. So, yeah. We'll see what happens, but like just a, a strictly DC streaming service that does not include a Marvel Unlimited style comic book subscription. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, yeah. you should totally yeah. bundle them for 20 bucks a month yeah. and be like, you get your TV shows and you get your comic books oh, there's, streaming. There's going to be and do the six delay that Marvel does like six months there's gonna behind. Be, there's going to be comics through DC Universe as well. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. So I hadn't, I had not heard that at all. So. But is it like everything? That's what I like. I'm talking like I want Marvel Unlimited for DC. Well, Marvel Unlimited doesn't even have everything like they're adding stuff to it, but it's pretty. But it's up to it's up to date six months ago, which is like, I guess, for keeping fucking vendors alive and stuff is great. And then but the back catalog is pretty impressive considering how many books Marvel has put out in its history kind of thing. Like there's a lot there you can just go grab and read. So, yeah, no, I don't think let's see. There's a hand curated selection from their decades of comic creations. Boo! Just yeah. dump it all, you fucks. Well, I mean, even Marvel Unlimited when it first came out was just like, here's all the big stories. We're gonna keep adding stuff as we yeah. go along, kind of thing. So, assuming yeah, if they if they do that, then it'll be worth it. I just I would I'd rather just dump it all at once and just like get it out of the way. Really, like, I didn't, make I a didn't big sense that you, you would that you were feeling uh, <laughs> particularly upset about that. I didn't get any sense at all. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how it goes. To be continued. But that was pretty much everything I had for this week besides our topic for the week, which we'll get to in a bit, unless you guys had anything else to add. Nah, seems pretty, pretty Thank good you. to me. Right. I like that our new segments are getting toyed. Like a toyger. Toyger. <laughs> All right. With, with that, let's move on to our Geek of the Week. So for our listeners, this is the section where we discuss the geekiest things that each of us has done in the past. So let's go to Mark first. Mark, what is the geekiest thing you did this week? Um, Not much, but I did get an NES Classic finally. Yeah, you did. So now that they've re-released them, it was a little bit easier to come by one at uh, suggested retail price as opposed to double that which is what they usually go for on like yeah, eBay uh, or whatever. Can you imagine those poor schmoes who spent like five, 600 bucks because it was like limited. <laughs> and you can put, you can put cart- the old cartridges into those as well as the preload. No. Right. No, no, it's just the preload games. Okay. Just the preload. Yeah. Wasn't there one system yeah. they had that would, that was like that you could put the old cartridges into not Nintendo themselves. You can buy like retro systems that like let you plug in Genesis, Super Nintendo, Nintendo. Just cause it would be easier than me having a fucking like Jerry rig my, uh, uh, fucking nes to a to a hdtv honestly well sorry they would make so much money if they did a limited release of that if they did like a classic release but that could have cartridges like they would make a shit ton of money that could play the old cartridges well like that's what you would want right but then output it hdmi yeah like a frame meister built in to uh the actual system I think if you did both, like if you had that, you had that unit that could take cartridges and also had the thirty games preloaded, you'd probably be, do all right. I'd be like they wouldn't come in as cheap as these things do. No. Like they like this thing costs seventy bucks, that's which is like that's basically a game. And like I'm gonna get it, at least a playthrough of Metroid and the original Zelda out of it. Plus the Super Mario games are all there. Like the first three are all there. 
which I will dabble with probably. Yeah, it's like worth the money. Yeah. Oh, it's totally worth the money. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not keen on having like cartridges and shit laying around the house anymore. I just sold most of my disc-based games like the last couple Did weeks. Did you sell them to one-up games? Well, no, because I didn't go to Hamilton to do it. So <laughs> uh, next time I will. But like you just got time. disowned by Christy. I did. I feel bad. I felt bad because as soon as I did it, I was like, oh, shit, I should have gone to talk to Mark. Yep. Like, ugh, dumb. <laughs> you could have killed two birds with one stone. Could have gotten some money for your games and hung out with a pretty cool chick. Uh, were you there that weekend? How dare you? you know, it was a couple you weeks ago. Were you there? There you of go. course, I was talking about myself. <laughs> right, well, well, I don't know when just you're there. I have no idea. No, nah, I'm just teasing. <laughs> right. Either way, it's it was uh, it was worth the, the eighty bucks. I've only had a chance to like play with it for a couple hours. Like I got through. It was the weird thing is that I had never played Kid Icarus until. Yeah, neither. Right. Yeah, me either. Sunday or yesterday. Yeah. I just never. Fun game though, Thank right? Um, no, it's fucking uh, hard and it's kind of shitty. I actually, <laughs> I, mean, I still sure haven't played won't. it, but I was, I was looking forward to it. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, no, sorry guys. <laughs> the one with the but disappointed me though was like no Paperboy. I was like, why is Paperboy not on this fucking thing? I want Paperboy. That was the game. I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to play Paperboy. I had played, it in my head for some reason. Played Paperboy on my fucking Commodore sixty four. Yeah, yeah, it was on. Like I love Paperboy, and it's not on there. I was like, well, I have to do another one and like get the rest of these games. Like it's only got Mega Man two. Like where's Mega Man three, four, five, six? Come on, yeah, your quality NES games. Bring them, bring them. That shit's hard as way. fuck. Well, yeah, that's true, yeah, but I, I. I beat them all back in the day. I'm sure I could muddle my way through again or not. Yeah, Who knows? You don't have those twitchy eight-year-old reflexes anymore. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I very much do not. But I could, I could, you know, get slaughtered by one of those games for a half an hour. I think I'd have a good time. So yeah. bring them all. Let's Nostalgia. do this thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. How about you, Christy? What was the geekiest thing you did this week? Geekiest thing I did this week happened last night. So I was going to say it was Pokemon Go, but it's not Pokemon Go. I was going to say that it's playing God of War 4 because I've been really loving that, but it's not that. In fact, what happened was my Mark went and got an Xbox One. Uh, one Plus. One X? One X. What's Yeah, the One X. He got yeah. one and he uploaded... Exponent. Yeah. He uploaded just like a shit ton of games and was like playing through and one of the ones he got was Mass Effect and I was super psyched I was like this is gonna be great Mass Effect's the best and he then decided that he thought it would be hilarious if he made a fugly female shepherd sounds like Mark (laughs) and I was like don't desecrate this game like this what are you doing yeah, he. Tra- you know what he did? I couldn't watch because he made her hideous and like all. He kept sending me videos and messages in <laughs> while I was in different rooms, being like, because he put bright orange lipstick on her, and she like. I wish like I'll I'll post a picture of her in the group, uh, in like the Facebook page because he's like with every message just being like. She's she might not be beautiful, but that doesn't stop her from um, kicking galaxy ass or like things like she put on some makeup, not for anyone else, just for herself. This is like the the like that comic strip, like Kathy in meets yeah. Mass Effect, I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> through Mark's. Through Mark's Don't you hate Mondays? <laughs> <laughs> but like he did and you know what he called her you know what he fucking named her first name i'll give you a guess brianna no jane way oh even better <laughs> actually jane way shepherd 
even better. And I was like, you're an asshole. And he's like, this is amazing. I think I think <laughs> I'm in love with your boyfriend now, actually. Like, that's fucking hysterical. It's such a dick move. I was like, why would you do that? He's like, because it pissed you off. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. But it was just like, he sent me videos of her talking, and it's just atrocious. Like, I, it's like such a huge pet peeve i'm so mad (laughs) and i realized how geeky it is that i'm like furious with my boyfriend so if you make like an ugly character does it mean like they have a harder time like picking up no come on you've seen just as much you've seen pictures of garris you know what he looks like no nobody ugly is gonna turn get turned down by a fucking giant walking bird man i know plenty of there are plenty of hot girls out there that are into like tentacle porn and shit. Yeah, but I mean, like, whatever. So there's probably some weird tentacle porn alien for the ugly Shep woman. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, fugly Shep. Yeah, that's fucking funny though. Good, good on Mark. Good I on. was, I'm just like, still, I'm so mad. I'm just like, how so could you do that funny. to this game I love so much? He's just like howling. I was having a bath, and I could just hear him being like. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> dying and i just kept getting notifications on my phone i would and i would yell at him like i'm not looking at this <laughs> he's just giggling yeah just the whole time he was just having a blast being a dude a d-bag that's awesome it's amazing uh, anyway give him a high five for from us to uh, i will not yeah. Yeah, I will not. <laughs> can you just like unplug your headset for a second so we can yell at him that he's doing good work? He's not here right now. <laughs> no. If he comes in mid podcast, I want to talk to him. <laughs> I isn't here now, Mrs. Torrance. Oh, did you fucking kill him because of this? Is that what happened? That's my gig of the week. <laughs> no, Brianna, Brianna yeah. 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 I got so upset that I killed him. Right That's why she's so high up in the couch. Oh, I'm not on the couch. I'm in my room because no. he's bringing a friend over to play the xbox <sighs> did he get a new tv too then no oh it's not worth it let's get the 4k TV. part of me wants to like surprise him with one christmas present and have it be a 4k tv but we really don't need one right now and until we move into like a bigger place i don't know if i should get a bigger tv yeah if you're gonna get a 4k you gotta get something like 60 inches so right like something it's where it's worth estate. it yeah yeah i know that's next on my list anyway excuse me <laughs> that's my my geek of the week my nice. fury at fuck right. so good <laughs> all right mine is not anywhere near that entertaining but so i had a long spent a lot of time on planes the last week over to sales conference in the uk and uh but i did kind of what i always do is i pack just as many fucking comics as i can fit in my bag without going my weight oh, limit Jesus, and i just time. was able to Every, every time. time but this time i actually made it through most no, just of like the, the you uh, carrying around actual printed comics is just like to this day just I fucking i don't know it boggles my goddamn mind <laughs> it's his thing so i know i i get yeah. it like i totally understand but i'm just like i carried like 300 comics down to my parents house on an ipad so yeah. i didn't have to carry all this extra weight around so just my ipad <laughs> that's part of the charm though but yeah it, it's, it's part of Tim's charm at the very least. That's why it's my fucking geek of the week is because uh, that's, yeah, that's that's the kind of nerd that I am. The kind of nerd that will bring like yeah, fucking like 50 individually bagged and board comics on a fucking transatlantic flight and just put them all in the seat back pocket and have everybody look at me fucking weird as I pull them out one at a time and 
burn through them all, piss everybody off because I'm the only person that's got my fucking light on. Everybody else is trying to sleep. <laughs> You're such a dick. I'm, I am doing a visual bit thing and like actually face palming as hard yeah. as possible right now. Like it's <laughs> just I don't I. Okay, good on you, buddy, but you're a fucking whack job. You're a crazy person. <laughs> you're just a creep. Yeah. I, I like I like the tactile. I, I get that. I get that 100%. I mean, yeah. I get it. I'm a print designer. I totally understand. I'm just like, convenience to me is way more like yeah. of importance than, you know, getting the real deal and lugging around 65 pounds of fucking paper or whatever. Every time well, I go on a trip. And the thing is, the thing is, like, if all of them had, like, digital codes in them, then, yeah, I'd probably just load them all onto my fucking tablet and do it that way. But DC, like, only about half the books come with mm. digital codes. And come on, so, DC. Come on. Get your shit together. Yeah. So, like, so you either have to, like, buy them separately and spend, like, another, like, whatever it is. Yeah, two four bucks or whatever. Kind of thing. Yeah, you're... Yeah, I think the, I think the digital copies are like two or three dollars or something like that. Aren't new, aren't new the same as newsstand? Oh, I'm pretty sure yeah. Comicsology like new new issues are the same as newsstand, and they degrade in price like over time, kind of thing. So, yeah. like there was a while where DC was putting out like a normal edition, like a and then also an edition that had the code in it, yeah. kind of thing, and but it just never really caught on. So now it's just like some of the like basically like the flagship titles don't come with codes, but some of the secondary like lesser yeah secondary titles do i guess just kind of like as a selling point to kind of grab more readers that way or whatever but i really wish they would just pull the trigger like even if they do up the price by everything by like not by a buck i would much rather have like digital copies of everything and that way i can like still have the physical copy but i don't have to worry about like dragging fucking shit tons of comic books with me i gotta send you the site i use that's like not on the up and up but you can get all those books real easy Really easy. I know, but then then it's just more fucking like maintenance and more work every week kind of thing, and I don't know. But yeah, that was my key of the week was just burning through fucking shit tons of uh of my sort of backlog of new issues and getting through it slowly but surely. Of course, now the fucking backup will build up again, and I'm gonna try and keep it down so I can actually start getting to some older. That's back pretty issues. geeky. Let's see how that goes. But yeah, that's it for me. So with that. Let's move on to our meat of the episode. Insect meat. Yeah, gross. <laughs> people eat insects for dinner. That's that's some people say that's like the way of the future is we're going to start like drinking like cockroach milk and shit like that. It's fucking gross cuz I squished a cockroach the other week and like putrid like bile colored green shit came out of it. I was like, yeah, I don't feel like eating this. I'm just impressed you squished him. Apparently they're very hard to squeeze. Yeah, we get them. We we get them pretty well. I don't know if they're actually roaches or if they're like what are called palmetto bugs down here, but they're fucking big and they get in our house mm. at least like once a week. And sometimes they fly. And that's uh, I told you guys about <laughs> my cockroach story, didn't I? Uh, I don't the know. Hunger Games in my apartment before I uh, moved. No. I don't think so. Okay, so this is just a quick little side story. So when I was, it was my second last night in my um, apartment before Mark and I moved in together. So like, Mm -hmm. it was a big deal. You know, I was feeling pretty nostalgic and I wanted to have, you know, a bath and just kind of like, that's how I relaxed. And I was like, I'll just do this. This It'll be my last bath in the apartment and like, I'll light some candles and just get chill. And then... I'm I'm like sitting in the bathtub, just luxuriating, and then all of a sudden, I hear this like, 
And I look and the door to my bathroom was open. And what do I see but a fucking cockroach being chased by two mice. And I was like, <laughs> fuck this place. And just like. Hey, wait, did, did they open the doors? It's like some Jurassic know. Park shit. It was shit. like it, just awful. And I was just like, well, I don't need to be here anymore. This is like, okay, <laughs> thank you for the farewell. Goodbye. <laughs> They're just trying to make it easier on you. I was just like, oh my God, I was so angry. I was like, are you serious? This is the Hunger Games of Rodents. And like, just, <laughs> ugh. Because like, I, I had been having mice and things for a while. And I, Mark had like tried to catch, catch them. We couldn't do it humanely. And like, one screamed all night after it got caught. Its legs got caught in a trap and like, it couldn't get out. And it was just awful. Anyway. Yeah, we don't have, uh, we have rodent problems. At least we just have giant bugs that are sometimes the size of small rodents. Yep. And they're gross. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good lead into our uh, topic of the week then, which is uh, we had a new Marvel movie come out this past week. And it was Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, which we have all seen now. I think we enjoyed it all to various mm-hmm. degrees, but let's get into that. So what was what was uh, everybody's feelings on? Let's go to Mark first, because I know Mark. Mark, I think, is probably going to just have a lot positive. of feelings. No, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't Infinity War or like. Like Black Civil Panther. War or something like that. I mean, I didn't like Black Panther as much as you guys did. But like, no, I thought it was like, it was fun. It was a nice breather after Infinity War also. So like, it was a, a much lighter tone. I loved like pretty much everybody that acted in the movie looked like they were having a blast. And that like, that kind of translates out to the the audience a little bit. And like, you're having fun along with them while they're telling you this goofy superhero story. Yeah. Like I just, I, I. I don't know. I just had a really good time with it. I didn't really see there was a couple little problems I had with it, but nothing that detracted to the point where I was like, no, don't go see this, everybody, because it's fun. You should go see it. And then it obviously it leads directly into Avengers 4. So let's yeah, do it. That for sure. We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, how about you, Christy? What do you think? I had a really good time with it. I went in expecting to have fun. And you know what? I had a good time. I thought it was very much a Paul Rudd superhero movie. I think that's the best, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he was super Paul Rudding all over the the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like it not in the same capacity, but it's similar to how it's Iron Man, you know, um what's it called? Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, but like really you're watching Robert Downey Jr. be a superhero. Yeah. And yeah. he's I feel like he's he's better at it, but that's just because I prefer Iron Man to Ant-Man. All the men. But no, I you know what? I didn't expect I didn't expect it to be as good. Like, I, I really enjoyed myself. I had a lot of fun. But I think I went in with the expectation that it just couldn't... It was not going to be as fun as Infin- or as like intense as Infinity War. And I liked that because I needed a palate cleanser. So I had a, re- I had a really yeah. good time with it. I, I had a couple gripes. But you know what? With a movie like this, you kind of expect that it's not going to be, you know, in your top five marvel movies because it is meant to just be a a goofy romp that's the whole point you know all right yep yeah i'm with you like i i did enjoy it there i had a few things that just didn't sort of gel with me on overall that kind of maybe detracted a little bit more for me than sounds like it did for you guys but i agree it was a nice change of pace after infinity war it was definitely a good one to schedule right after Mm -hmm. infinity war um, they weren't trying to like, you know, 
one up Infinity War or whatever. They were just trying to say like, okay, here's this sort of little side story. Enjoy kind of it. Thing. And yeah, exactly. So it was some pretty self-contained, which is nice. It's nice to once in a while have one of these stories that's not like super serialized with everything else. Like it pulled in some elements from the rest of the MCU, but it was for the most part pretty, yeah, pretty isolated. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I just there were some things that I was just came out and I was like, yeah, that just rubbed me the wrong way. So, all right, well, let's go through this how we sort of usually do and start off with things that uh, really worked for us in the movie, whether it's performances or effects or story points or particular scenes or anything like that. Um, let's go back to Mark. Performances in particular for me were a strong point in this movie. Like it just, I, everybody looked like they were having a good time and were like did their jobs perfectly. If you can hear an ice cream truck in the background, it's because there's an ice cream truck driving. Oh, I was right like, now. what is this music? Is someone playing? Why, why aren't you out there because running? Because I'm on doing it? a podcast and I didn't have a cast tonight. It's just like a cartoon moment where Mark's chair is all of a sudden just, just spinning. God, just spinning. Yeah, just a cloud shape of me left <laughs> behind. Um, no, I've, I've run down. Ice I've run down a couple times and grabbed ice cream off a guy. I actually bought my neighbor's kids ice cream the other day. Ma, you don't. You aren't made of stone. Well, sometimes it happens. Uh, you, you put a, like a, a a cute like six year old girl in front of me asking me for shit, and I'm like, yeah, I'll buy it for you. Fine, fine, fine. Oh fine. my god, you're gonna be so easy when my kids like call you Uncle Mark. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like my cousin's kids, are they even like they'll they're just like, hey, big guy, can we do this? I'm like, absolutely, let's go. Whatever you want. <laughs> nope, we can light that on fire. Absolutely, yes, we can do that. Yeah. Uncle Mark's the fun uncle who does lets you do shit you should not do. What are we talking about? <laughs> And I do have all the Ant-Man toys. And the wasps. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So performances in particular, but like, in, like the one in particular that stood out to me was Evangeline Lilly. I have never seen Evangeline Lilly in a movie that I liked her in, yeah. or in a movie that I liked, uh, or like a hundred percent like because those Hobbit movies fuck my life. Ugh. But like, she was fucking awesome in this. Like, she was captivating. She was just as charismatic as Paul Rudd. She played off him like perfectly. I was like, yeah, she matched his energy. Yeah, like if these are not from now on Ant-Man and the Wasp movies, or at least she doesn't get branched off into another kind of thing. Like she needs to be way out front all over the place in these movies now. Like she was yeah. fucking awesome. So I agree. I thought yeah. she was really good. A lot of the actors put in Admiral, I will say, individual performances and leave it at that for now. But yeah, I mean, I I would be definitely be up for seeing more of her. And I know that there's a lot of sort of buzz right now around like a like a female Avengers team or something like that that would hmm. you know that would maybe be like Gamora and her and you know a couple of the others kind of thing. And I'd be, I'd be down for that. Yeah, Paul Paul and I basically basically did like a uh, like one of our little pitch sessions <laughs> together and like pretty much wrote the script that we want for uh, a female led Avengers movie. So that would be cool, Captain Marvel yeah. at the head. We definitely picked the team at the very least. Yeah, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, now the Wasp. I'm like, that right there is a fucking good enough team for me. That's not even including like Shuri and uh, Akoye and whoever else you can draw in to help out. Like now they have Michelle Pfeiffer, like Janet Van Dyne. So like there's tons of people they could bring in and just like just have an all female cast. Like do Oceans, yeah. what is it, eight? Is that the new one? Yeah. In the MCU and just like ignore the boys. That's fine with me. Gwyneth Paltrow, have her show up for whatever yeah. reason. Lots of awesome characters they can pull in and make like a female-led movie now. Well, speaking so. of uh, female characters, while we're talking about performances, I thought that uh, Hannah John Kamen, who played Ghost, was really solid too. Yeah, it was um, a little surprising considering that character is in the comics a middle-aged male, <laughs> but 
Uh, I really like this interpretation a lot, and I'm looking forward to kind of. I'm hoping they get to use her more. Like she becomes, because like we we talked about the movie being kind of isolated in the MCU, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff that could start in Ant Man two. Like you mean Ant Man three? Well, no, in like in this one, like it started in here. Like who was who was Walter Goggins working for? They never mentioned that. What did Janet Van Dyne mean by evolution? Yeah, true. like zero patient zero for mutants. Like, is that that like, there's a lot of stuff that they kind of like hinted at in there that if you were yeah. quick and caught it, you'd be like, man, there's a lot of shit in there. Cause my first thought was like, who's Walter Goggins working for? I was like, ah, oh, it's fucking doom. Make it be doom. Make yeah. it be doom. Cause yeah, why not? Even that there until the Fox stuff is finalized and they can just finally go back and retcon yep. on it. And, just yeah. start setting up shop. May as well. They've been doing that so well for the whole time as they kind of like like the Spider-Man stuff. They hinted at Spider-Man and Ant-Man when they were still kind of negotiating it. And then the movie hit. And now it's like, oh, that's a little Easter egg for everybody if they're watching the movies the first time. And Ant-Man, they talk about the guy who crawls up walls and shit. It's like, well, they didn't have Spider-Man at the time. Yeah. Well, the next movie, they fucking had Spider-Man. So, boom, there you go. Um, and yeah. True. But no, I, I thought that, uh, yeah, Ghost was pretty good. And also, the girl that played Cassie was just fucking awesome. She's so good. So good. If she is not... Yeah. My 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 personal fanfic on that is that it's her and Janet and Hope, and they become like a little like wasp oh, yeah. family. Not in like the white angle stack. <laughs> that would be kind really of way. cool. She did talk about like... But like if they... Did like, become just, a hive? Like a, she talked about like wanting to be her dad's yeah, uh, sidekick. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she is stature in the comics. Like Cassie Lang is a whatever, like a giant mm-hmm. person in the comics. So there is like a precedent for her being in there. But I'm like, in the MCU, just give her like, yeah, just have her be trained by Janet and mm-hmm. Hope. Because like, Scott's a fucking goof. So like, he's not going to be able to train you to be a superhero properly. You're better off getting trained by Hope. And then she'll be 10 times more badass than her dad ever was. That so. would actually be a very cool like arc for the next movie. If it's him saying, I don't want her to be Live, I don't want her to live this life, and it makes him more serious. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, because that was part of my pitch for uh, an all female Avengers is like her taking off and going with Hope to join the the female team, and him being pissed about it. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like he would be the only male cameo I have in there because she shows up and like goes over yeah. to that team. Yeah. So here, let's let's sort of rotate around here, Christy. What was something you liked about it? Um, I thought the act- actual action sequences and CGI were phenomenal. Yeah, I- like. The timing on that shit was incredible. And I was just so, so impressed the whole time. Anytime like something, anytime something like happened or they had like the the salt shaker at the beginning or when they fought in the car, like that friggin' car chase Mm -hmm. was amazing. And like the hand-to-hand stuff was really intense. Yeah. Timing of like, you know, shrink and large, shrink and large and stuff like that. Like they like especially fucking hope. Like just had that shit yeah. down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well that's yeah, it was it was so good. Like I was I was disillusioned with the um actual going into the quantum realm. Like I I thought the tardigrades were a really cool touch. Yeah. I really like the tardigrades. But I was kinda like, yeah, 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 yeah. We get this. Show us more combat. Because <laughs> the combat's the cool stuff. Like this just looks like one of those old Apple screensavers. <laughs> It just felt to me like more of that Doctor Strange effect yeah. working, yeah. Like showing the ultimate dimension stuff. And I was like, it's, it's cool, cool. But like we've kind of seen something like this and like we're spending a lot of time in this little yeah. sequence yeah. where like 
I would rather they gotten to Janet earlier because I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer was barely in she the She was, and like, yeah, and she was so good. I wanted her to be around more. Yeah, she was awesome. So I wanted her to be around more. And then it was like, she's just kind of there at the end. Then she magically can heal Hulk or uh, ghost, yeah. ghost. And that's kind of the end of the movie. And I was like, what? That's mm-hmm. weird. But I didn't detract that much from it because they were like cross cutting very quickly out to the action sequence on the that's going on in the real world kind of thing. But it was still like once they get in there, it's like ah, I think momentum is yeah. slowing. A yeah, bit, I'll but. I'll get to my gripes about that when we get there. I will say quickly that I think they wasted some opportunity for Michelle Pfeiffer by taking so long to get to her, mm-hmm. and then also cutting that sequence with Ghost and her at the end short because she was so ready to murder Janet. We only saw Janet being like ah one time which I thought, again, was a bit of a waste because it didn't build the dramatic tension as much. But I'll get to that when we talk gripes. Other things I liked, I thought... Oh, what did I really like? I thought the relationships were good. There was a good amount of humor. I think sometimes a bit much, but I still enjoy... Like, you go into Ant-Man and you're like, this is going to be a goofy movie. This isn't going to be Civil War, like we were saying earlier. It's just going to be what it is. And I think that they've really started to find their stride in the individual kind of takes on their movies so they're they've really found good to have like their own sort of niche yeah i think that it's it's smart so i I, overall i yeah like i said i really enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun yeah i'm with christy i it had some good gags there were some that sort of fell flat for me but the ones that really stuck out were uh uh, where scott gets stuck in like kid size i thought that was yeah that was a good little like yeah exactly that was very deadpool i enjoyed that it struck me like I was just really glad that they are able to hang a lampshade on the fact that like Scott's power set is kind of fucking goofy sometimes. Yeah. It's not the coolest, yeah. like most prestigious and exciting, glamorous kind of power set. He's like, I can get small and big. And sometimes I get just kind of small and it's not really useful. Yeah. And sometimes I get big and pass <laughs> out. So like, it's not that useful either. Like it's, it's, it's weird how like, out of all of them so far, like he's got the power set that's the most just like it's the most Paul Rudd power set you could possibly <laughs> yeah. hope for, right? Like it's he's perfectly cast to play Ant Man. The Louis uh, Truth Serum scene, yeah, that was great. Good too. It's not Truth Serum. That guy's fucking funny. Like uh, I don't know. Like I know it's yeah. just that character, and like they have like his little petwa down or whatever. But oh my god, every time he starts rambling, I'm like, yeah. oh, this is so good. So this much of it so must good. be improv. But just building off of that, Tim, I meant to say that in the things I like too. I love how Ant Man does those flashback sequences, and the actors have to like mouth to yeah. his yeah. like style. Brilliant! It's always so well done, and it's I love how like snappy they are, so they don't overuse them. They're just and like it's the funky music and the. Like it's perfect, and you can tell the actors are just having a fucking blast. Oh yeah, play it up and ham it up in those like yeah, in those scenes. And to a lesser extent, speaking of sort of acting up and hamming up, the scene where like Janet entangles with Scott, and like it's Paul Rudd like performing as as Janet was really fun too. Mm -hmm. Did you notice how they shot around Evangeline Lilly in that in that scene a lot? Was it because she was like cracking up? I I guarantee you it's because she was fucking breaking like all the time because he like I like you ever seen him just kind of like ramble like on a talk show or something like that he's yeah. fucking funny when he gets going and like yeah. I could only imagine him being on set acting yeah. like Michelle just Pfeiffer who is probably like just causing especially eventually Lily to lose it. I'm sure Michael Douglas at this point is probably like shut the fuck up let's get the scene over with I want to go <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Smash Catherine Zeta Jones because I still can, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like he, he looked like he was having way too much fun during that scene too. That's just like, 
how can you not enjoy the movie when everybody who's making the movies just looks like they're having way too much fun doing whatever goofy dog shit they're doing so yeah uh speaking of michael douglas well one thing that uh really struck me with him i mean eh, his performance yeah, was, was okay. serviceable for me but i was really struck with how good a job they did with de-aging him yeah. and michelle pfeiffer oh my god she looked perfect i was like, like they, I watch he that. looked a bit weird sometimes but for the most part, I thought it was done really well. Like there have been a lot of yeah. attempts at doing that in the last, say, ten years, and I would say ninety percent of the time it doesn't work. But this Marvel's time, got it down though. Really nailed it. Yeah. Well, yeah. even yeah. Well, I guess Marvel, but yeah, I I can remember even like the X Men movies where they did it with uh, Xavier and it yeah. didn't work. It just looked like weird. It looked like it was a fucking like Instagram filter or something like that. This is fifteen years ago now. Like the technology yeah. is just that much better. Plus, they have Disney money to fucking just pour into the tech to make sure it's Disney weird. money. And they use it all the time. They use it in, like almost every second movie now because they've used it on Robert Downey Jr. Mm, they've used it on stuff. Kurt Russell. Like they always use it for flashbacks so they get the real actor. Yeah, even that Robert Downey Jr. stuff, that was what, Iron Man 3? Like Civil that War. One, oh, Civil War, right. Like, even that wasn't, I wouldn't say anywhere near as, as good a job as they did with this one. Like that, Still, that was five like, years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, everybody gets better at their jobs as they go. Like, could you, like imagine what these movies are going to look like in 10 years. Like, you're not going to be able to tell a fucking difference between real life and the superhero movie. It's going to be Which crazy. is upsetting. Yeah. Well, no, because in 10 years after eight years of Trump, we're going to desperately want to escape into a superhero world, I would imagine. So as terrifying as a real superhero world would be, I'd rather live there. I'd rather be in a world where Batman is there. Yeah. I'm Batman. Mark, how about you? What Give us something else. I liked that they were like, didn't like ignore the fallout of Civil War. Like they actually talked about like he got arrested and like, yeah, the Scobie yeah. Accords were brought up and like that caused the, the Pims to have to go on the run and stuff like that. Like, it still felt part of the universe, even if it is kind of like a, a side story kind of thing. Like it was affected by the universe at large, obviously more so in the post credit scenes than anywhere else in the movie, really. But we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like the like that's I'm a continuity nerd. So like I love that kind of shit. So like anytime we'll hint at little things like when they talk about like even Luke, like we haven't talked about Luke Cage season two at all. But like the fact that they still bring up the hammer tech stuff. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. They're still like referencing out to other parts even if they're not showing those other parts of the universe so yeah that just makes it feel like a more like lived in kind of the, universe the judas bullets were hammer tech right in, yeah in luke cage in, yeah. yeah in season one and two of luke cage yeah 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 absolutely yeah it felt it felt just the right amount of connected like it wasn't the sort of thing like if you'd just seen ant-man you could probably jump into this and be fine like and hadn't seen any of you know if you're for whatever reason like just a fucking like huge Paul Rudd fan or something like yeah. that, and you only want to watch the movies he's starring in, then I think you can still do it. And that might be like this might be the one series that's like the most sort of self-contained, like this and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that that's probably going to change now after the last movie. So yeah. I mean, there's that. But I mean, yeah, Ant Man's definitely like the it's very much their comedy series. I feel like like it doesn't have anything to do with like everything else, and they haven't connected it to the larger Avengers movies except for in Captain America that much yet so mm -hmm. it still kind of feels like its own little like unit and i like that like i like it because just because i like that cast together like more almost as much as any of the other groupings they have in like the solo marvel endeavors i find the ant-man cast especially now like with the four of them like include or actually the five of them including cassie yeah. and the, like his little group of buddies i'm like i love this cast like it's so much fun to just watch them they should just make one of these every two years and just be like ah what <laughs> kind of goofy crap can we make paul rudd do this week you know what i mean yeah yeah so 
what else did I like? I like going back to what Chris was saying. Yeah, the effects are really cool, but what one thing I thought was really cool, I mean, the effects for Ghost were fucking outstanding. Yeah. I liked the, the, the there was one scene in particular on the street where like, it's usually an after image of her, but for some reason it was like a forward image of her. Like it was like her next yeah. move was being yeah. kind of impressed or whatever. And I was like, that's fucking neat. Like it's not consistent. Like her powers are way yeah. in flux. Yeah, exactly. Where she had like some, you know, some version of her that was like a few milliseconds ahead and some that was uh-huh. a few milliseconds of her behind and kind of thing. And yeah, but I thought that they used her power set really well in terms of her fighting style and how they like incorporated her power set into her fighting style. Like she would grab somebody and then like phase through something, but the person she'd grabbed wouldn't phase through it. And so they would impact it kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'm thinking particularly, I think she grabbed Hope at one point and like fell backwards through a table. Yeah. And then Hope like smash through the table kind of thing i thought that was like just really yeah. well choreographed yeah those two ladies had the best fight scenes actually out of like everything in the movie like it was the two of them anytime either of them were in either fighting each other or fighting yep. anybody else i was like this is cool to watch because they yeah. obviously put the work in to make those two characters move in distinct but very interesting ways and they just well yeah they did a great, really great job whoever were the stunt people for those fight yeah. scenes just fucking crushed it and those fight scenes, they were just they were just different than what we've seen in the other movies. And with there having been so many of these at this point, like not just the Marvel ones, but you know, comic book movies in general, that's what I'm looking for at this point, is I'm looking for shit that's fresh that we haven't sort of seen before. And that I think like the fighting style and the cor- the fight choreography in this was really fresh compared to any of the other super like Agreed. comic book stuff we've seen lately. Yep. All right. Anybody let's see. I already talked about kind of yeah I, I was I was really grateful that they didn't uh you know that it was just lower stakes that it was just like basically a rescue mission riddled with setbacks kind of thing it wasn't like oh my god millions of people are gonna die or the whole universe is gonna end or whatever kind of thing well I think we've gotten a lot of that lately like we've got that in the last one we're gonna get that in the next one and then the next one after that they're all gonna be like super dire and like the Black Panther stakes were not as big but they were still pretty like yeah. catastrophic overall to the entire world. so like this yeah this is nice and like a small story it was like actually it reminded me of homecoming in that way yeah yeah they could have gone like oh my god something's wrong in the quantum realm and like nobody knows it's happening but it could unravel the fabric of the universe kind of thing mm-hmm. but no instead it was yep. just like no nah, this bitch is trapped there let's get her out kind of thing yeah <laughs> yep i'm sure that'll probably be the next one because you know scott's gonna do something stupid in the quantum realm while he's stuck there I'm hoping that somehow from the quantum realm, he gets, he like makes it into the soul stone and he's maybe part of the, Oh, uh, that would be cool. The people that are trapped in the soul stone, all the captured people or something like that. See, I'm so torn on it. Cause like half of me wants them like either that to happen or like somebody to have to come and rescue him. Or I like totally randomly, just like somebody walking by sees the fucking thing and like hits the button. He just pops out and is like, Oh, how long have I been gone? <laughs> Yeah, because you know if they're gonna get a comedy, may as well get a comedy beat out of it. If you can get a comedy beat out of it, and just like <laughs> completely ignore the rest of it, like in the movie, yeah. completely like just, proper. Just be so anticlimactic, though. But it's a, it's a post credit scene. It barely matters, right? So like, yeah, they get him out real quick, and we can go on with our business of fucking stopping Thanos and reversing the snap. Like, yeah. if he's gonna be in Avengers four, they have to resolve this issue, and they're not gonna spend a fuck ton of time on it. I can totally see him going for a quick gag on it where he just falls out. And, yeah. Yeah. happens to be standing next to Tony Stark or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're obviously talking about the post credit or mid credit scene, I guess at this point. So, let's just let's just let's just get right into the nitty-gritty of that. Can I just say quickly, I know we're talking about the post like the mid credit scene. 
The post credit scene, I've never been more disappointed in a Marvel post credit scene. Ah, there's 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 nice little storytelling in that though with like the emergency broadcast and like everybody having disappeared and him just being stuck alone in the house like there's cool like like there's a catastrophe that has happened and like things are falling apart i mean it's a joke they play it as a joke but like they are telling you how dire it is in the mcu now after the snap because like the emergency broadcast system's going that shit never runs anymore like nobody stops broadcasting for that kind of crap they just go into a news cycle the fact that like that's just what's going on kind of tells you like how bad the snap caused things to be yeah. on earth. No, I yeah. Yeah. Instance, so. yeah. I just thought it was funny. I was okay with it. <laughs> but yeah, that fucking mid credit scene, like for any of our listeners that for whatever reason are watching or listening to this without having seen the movie yet, uh, Hank, Janet and hope. Yeah. All get snapshot basically dissolve kind of thing. See, I like Snap. Snapshot is good because, like, that's I heard the snapping. I'm like, that's weak. Snapshot is better. Yeah. Well, Snapshot uh, is better. I like yeah. that a lot. It's just, yeah, it's just after they've sent uh, Scott into the quantum realm, basically to like grab some quantum energy, mm-hmm. I guess, to continue healing Ghost or whatever. Yeah. Some Dave Sex Machina bullshit. Yeah. On the one hand, yeah, it seems a little convenient story wise to have it go down like that, but on the other, like. It definitely that's a fucking hell of a cliffhanger i think yeah. that's also just how it happened you know what i mean like that's what happened it wasn't about expecting it it just happened out of nowhere at any point and it's like it's you know it's a nice story plot that he's in the quantum realm but at the same time if it was going to happen it was just going to happen it's also just really convenient that like you know like what are the odds that the three yeah. of them would have all, you know, They're been fifty snapshots? Fifty fifty chances, really. Like you it's half the population, yeah, but three. right? Snaps yeah, but 50%. fifty fifty times yeah, exactly. Flip of a coin, guys. You don't know. Man, I know. I'm with Tim. He might have gone too if he wasn't in the quantum realm. We have no idea. I've seen all kinds of crazy theories going on. It's nuts. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, fan theories are going crazy. What right are they? Now. Oh yeah, over that scene. I love What's this the shit. Fan this is my favorite time. Like right after a movie, that he the, the quantum realm like protected oh. him from the snap because he was outside of time, and so when he comes back, he's going to be empowered specially to like uh, like affect the timeline oh. kind of thing because of the quantum powers he will absorb. Because he's probably going to be stuck in there. We don't know how fast or slow time moves relative to our dimension. Blah 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 True. blah. So. Yeah. yeah, there's all kinds of nerdy sci-fi shit they can get mm-hmm. into if they want to. And there's also a lot of stuff I'm seeing around right now talking about like how the quantum realm kind of maybe bleeds the mystic and scientific sides mm-hmm. of the Marvel universe like power set together. So like maybe, you know, some of the mystical characters like Doctor Strange and his cohorts maybe pu- sort of pull some of their power set from the quantum realm and maybe that's like how they how they sling and stuff like that and open their portals and that kind of thing. Yeah. I've seen that kind of stuff too. And I just thought to myself, we've not seen Paul Rudd and Benedict Cumberbatch batch. Cumberbatch. Uh, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> we haven't seen the two of them interact and I can only imagine how fucking funny it's going to be to watch Stephen Strange yeah. be just so goddamn annoyed by Scott Lang. Like he's just going to be so fucking annoyed by him. Yeah. It's going to take a, it's going to take a bit because, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got to get he's got to get snapped back, but you know, strangers strangers in a fucking a dustbuster right now somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, probably not because he was on Titan, so he just got snapped and kind of like 
washed away in the wind along blew, with blew away into space along with peter and like the whole of the guardians of the galaxy so oh except for he's Nebula, probably right? sitting he's probably sitting in like one of those like little gravity wells on titan kind of thing just like swirling around in a little cloud yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was really cool but even earlier in the credits i thought that 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 let's let's work backwards now let's just fucking throw everything out the window the the yeah. how they did the credits with the miniatures i thought was all the action better. figures and stuff oh was amazing so cool. yeah that was like amazing. one of my favorite parts of the movie i love the like i've always been a big fan of the marvel like closing credits kind of like the fancy this was probably one of the best ones though this yeah. this one killed me yeah, it's up there with like spider-man sure. or like the winter soldier one or whatever like those like yeah. the really cool ones, so. yeah it was really rad yeah the only other thing that really stuck out to me was uh, it it was one of the greatest stan cameos oh yeah Tyler just shrinks right in front of him oh so, right right makes yeah. a comment about like all the drugs he did in the 60s, in the 60s yeah yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I had my fun in the '60s, and now I'm paying for it. Yeah, yeah good old Stan. <laughs> I'm glad they still get him out for those cameos. That must have been a new one because he shot four, and I don't think Ant Man Two was one of them. So he must have come up for a new set. So yeah, hopefully I mean, he's done. He's done his Captain Marvel slash Avengers four cameos yeah, ahead of time. Yeah. So anything else you guys wanted to highlight before we get to griping? Uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, I just thought again. I'll say it. I I really thought it was fun because it understood what it was Mm -hmm. and i think that in essence is what makes thor ragnarok so good i think that's what makes movies like civil war so good and uh because they'll never be marvel movies like now especially they'll never be a funny captain america movie because that's just not his thing they'll never be like a purely humorous or a purely serious ant-man it's just they're getting like they've really got a grasp on what the stories require to be right for the comic character and it's also like awesome that they they're not going so far in those directions that they can't bring them all together still in yeah the Avengers movie, you know what i mean like they still feel like part of the same universe when they do like finally get together i mean yes paul rudd's gonna be a goof and like just shake cap's hand for 15 minutes but like that feels correct for the character. Yep. Like Cap's reaction to it all feels yeah. natural. Like everything feels natural. So that was really fun when when Hope was given uh, Scott oh, yeah. shit yeah. for like calling him Cap. He's like, yeah, Cap didn't. But all his friends call him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we call him. You know, just, he's just Cap. <laughs> I I will say too, like I like that they can self correct when they realize they've done something wrong. And Ant Man didn't have that problem, but like Thor Ragnarok had that problem. And I think Thor's like the humor in Ant Man actually made way for Thor to be funny. And in turn, like, I think going into the gripes, I think they self-corrected a little bit too much with Ant-Man and the Wasp, but that's into gripes. In terms of they they pulled the humor back too No, much, I think they pushed or, it too hard. Yeah, I'm a little inclined to agree. Yeah, it did have a couple, like, Deadpool 2 moments where, like, the jokes were, like, coming and yeah. not landing really fast. And I was like... Yeah, like the... The Baba Yaga stuff. Like, there was some of the X-Con stuff that, like, just didn't land for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually liked the Baba Yaga thing, because I thought it was funny, but then when it didn't appear again at all until that final moment, it was, like, barely addressed. I was like, ah. All right, well, since we seem to have naturally arrived at gripes, let's just go straight into it. There were a few elements for me that, said, just didn't really, like, gel, that didn't end up sort of working the way they probably should have, that ended up detracting for me. The big one for me is that the the ensemble had some weird things going on. Like most of the individual performances were pretty solid, but there were some of the interactions where I just wasn't getting the chemistry. 
I mean, Hank and Janet, for instance, I was not really feeling their no? relationship. No, it didn't didn't really work for me. It might have to do with the fact that we saw so little of Janet kind of thing, yeah. but it just yeah, it wasn't wasn't really sold on it. And I think I think it was more Michael Douglas than it was Michelle Pfeiffer. I think Michael Douglas phoned this one in a little bit. Yeah, he was just mean the whole time. Yeah, he was a little grouchy the whole time. I mean, like it it worked for the character, but like I don't know. I like Michael Douglas. I don't really care one way or the other. So yeah. whatever. But like, I didn't mind him in the first one. I didn't mind him in this one. But like, he yeah, he definitely like stands out as like the one person in the cast that I'm like the least interested in watching. Especially now where it's like they've got such a well developed cast. They've turned Evangeline Lilly into somebody that I actually want to watch, and they have Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer, and it's like. That's great that he's there because cool Michael Douglas and shit. But like, can we do something with him that isn't just him grouching at everybody or whatever? Yeah. Put him in a suit and then have him not really do anything with yeah. it. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah I feel like he was just, I don't remember him being this aggressively nasty in the last grouchy in the last few movies. So like the fact that they were phone, they were just like hammering that with Lawrence Fishburne too, who we haven't mentioned yet. Well, I think, yeah, well, I, I think he was, was kind of disposable very... too. Like he was, yeah he was there but i mean i think that they might have swung hank pretty harder or pretty hard into that like more like cranky like unlikable character just that's to what play I'm, him that's what off i'm saying of, off yeah. Of, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. yeah yeah i mean there's that but i, I mean if you're thinking about the character it kind of makes sense that he's been on the run for a couple years now and he's an old guy and he's probably fucking miserable because of it like he doesn't get to just do his little like sit at home yeah. and fucking take your shit anymore he's got to like hide from the cops and stuff so i would be pissed off too but i think they probably like overemphasized a little bit on it yeah so yeah and honestly i didn't really get much chemistry between scott and hope either like hope was great scott was great individually but i just wasn't really like she forgave him really quickly after he like basically fucked them over completely and then like half an hour later in movie time kind of thing we're like they're like oh we're having this intense moment. Yeah. Now we're gonna kiss. Like, nah, just, nah. just as a side note, guys, Mark is here. If you want to say something to him, come here. Well, can you give him the headset for a second? <laughs> Mark, hello. What's up, dude? We just, Hi, buddy. To, What's going on? We just wanted to congratulate you oh. on Ugly Shep. Yeah, which is brilliant. Yeah, the best story <laughs> we've heard all night. Absolutely that is, hysterical. That is, yeah, that is epic trolling, and we fully approve. Yeah, she's agreed. she's beautiful in the inside, guys. <laughs> All right, I love it. I, we love it. As long as, as long as she's still getting as much tail as uh, as you know, regular ship. And yeah, yeah. Here, I'll uh, I'll send you guys the photo nice. <laughs> and the video of this beautiful creature that is seven years, <laughs> and she's going to save mankind. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for the for the listeners, because I'm probably going to leave this in because whatever. Christy is sitting next to Mark now, and she is shaking her head. Just I was figuring. I was about to do male Shep, and then she comes into the room. She's like, "You always play with male Shep." <laughs> oh my god! And, Wait, um, I love her. It's Chris. It's Christy impression is fucking spot on though. It's like dead on, dead on, dead on. And um, <laughs> Mark, from now on, if she doesn't show up, can you just come on and pretend to be yeah, Christy? Pretend. Oh, totally. That's that's been my intention all the time. I love Gossip Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Next time Christy's out, we're having Mark on, and just he's gonna pretend to be Christy for an hour. It's gonna be awesome. (laughs) We're having my dream. 
Yeah, we're not. Um, and the worst part is, we're not going to like actually do any part of the show. It's just going to be us laughing. It is fucking impressive, okay. Christy, for an hour. Oh, uh, there you guys go. Uh, I just sent it to both of you. Oh, beautiful. Let me get this. Oh, sorry, my bad, Mark. I I did the wrong. Oh, no, I can see that already. I'll add, oh, I'll add you in there. You'll 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 get in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's, that's special. Oh yeah. <laughs> she uh, she looks she looks pretty angry. Um, it doesn't matter because she has a beautiful soul. Huge Why am I not seeing ears. this yet? Somebody sent me a message. <laughs> I think you got it now. Oh, a video too sweet. Wait, you still sent that only to me and. Um, Me and Christy, Mark. I'm an inept with technology here. Um, you run a video game store. How can you be inept with technology? <laughs> All right. I'm in it. I'm on it. <laughs> there we go. Can you see it? She looks like she's got like a touch of like, me. A touch of like hydroencephalitis or something. On the right angle, she looks like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh, man. That is fucking amazing. And then... um. I'll, I'll oh do God, I'm watching her talk. It's got, her a, got a nice five head there, and yeah, she's and she's very, well, she's got well, very well. sharp cheeks. Yeah, yeah, literally, they're well, very sharp. We'll post a picture in the comments <laughs> got of that, the episode. Got that, nice, that nice Leno chin as well. Oh yeah, and Man. that five head. Not even a forehead. It's a five head. Yeah, it's a five head <laughs> at least. <laughs> I'm I am impressed. I like it. I'm in. <laughs> and then she's only going to get better as as I go through the series. <laughs> was she gonna like develop scars and stuff yeah she, well they have to rebuild her they'll they'll make her better oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my <laughs> ugly chef. Uh, yeah yeah i have some people coming over so right. i'll go at this point but i'll leave you back to christy thank you <laughs> did you say goodbye as your version of christy before you leave my name is christy bolton goodbye <laughs> the face is amazing. This is amazing. This is the best segment we've ever done. Yep. Okay, thanks, Mark. You guys. Thank Bye, you Mark. <laughs> Huzzah. You guys are dicks. Oh, man. So fucking good. So fucking funny. Thank She's you. Beautiful. I don't know what the problem is, Christy. Yeah, man. I'm into it. <laughs> All right. Talk about gripes. Move on. Talk about gripes about <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> I think Chris, Christy's got some gripes with us. You call it crispy? Crispy Christy. Oh my god. What? I still what, need... Mark? Mark, what is it? What? <laughs> yes, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Janeway Shepard. Get Shepherd. the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get the disturber. Somebody else gripes, so I'm not on I have my gripe. Own I have gripe. I have gripe. So one of my gripes was that we went back to having a shitty villain. Who? Wait, you didn't like Ghost? No, no. Ghost wasn't... <sighs> Ghost Butch? was villainous. It was the other guy. Walter Goggins? Sonny Butch? Yeah, I could have fucking done without him entirely. He was awful. Yeah, I was disappointed. I like Walter Goggins a lot. So I feel like he was kind of wasted. And they didn't kill him, so he can come back, which would be awesome. Because he is a really fucking awesome actor. Like he's been in, he was in Justified. He was in something else. He's been a I'm bunch of shit. I'm not saying Community. A, right. He was in Community. That's true. <laughs> that was a good community. fucking. That was a good little bit too. Actually, yeah. in Community, he was in. Wait, so. who's he again? He's the guy uh, who uh, who gives who administers uh, Pierce's will. That's it. Right. Yeah. And then yes. and then afterwards he goes out with all of them and he's like, oh, I didn't know what you guys were gonna think, and he's getting hammered. And they're I all forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck, it's so funny. But no, I. 
I don't think he's a bad actor. I think that he had a shit part that yeah. he didn't have anything to do with because it was one, a plot device, and two, like he was again just like this this Marvel does this shitty thing sometimes where they write these like very like monotone, one dimensional characters who are like either southern or like have big teeth. That's like the thing. That's just- now you're just giving Walter Goggins shit for who he is, man. He no, is a southern like, man. No, he like teeth. constantly like kept going like this. He goes all of his teeth. He talks. That's through. how he acts. He acts like that all the time. Didn't he justify might talk it. like this, but he it was did uh, in Tomb Raider. He was great in Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, it's that- just like he was boring and he was like goo, like goofalicious. Like you know what I mean? Like he was just like get as give me some substance, bro. Because we have Ghost over here and Lawrence Fishburne like doing the anti-hero thing. Because they weren't really villainous; they were anti-heroes until yeah. they became heroes. And he just like wanted this to make weapons, and it's like boring. Give me something new. Yeah, that if he's was... in massive debt to Doom, he probably needs the money because he don't want to fucking. Well, that's your theory. Boring. It's a good theory, though. <laughs> I, I that ties into one of my other beefs with it which is that the movie just felt one plot overstuffed to me and i yeah. think that that was the plot that was the most disposable uh like there that that just fucking muddied the waters and i don't think it really added anything to the movie i think it, if they just pulled that subplot out entirely and maybe folded some of those elements into like the ghost and goliath or whatever his name bills black story. goliath technically what doc mm-hmm. goliath no, Black Goliath. Black Goliath. Trust me. Welcome to Marvel. But yeah, uh, yeah he yeah. was. Because uh, uh, Goliath is like Hank Pym in one of his alter egos. So Black right. Goliath is that character yeah. who becomes a giant or a Goliath, I guess, but is also black. So Black <laughs> Goliath. 60s Marvel man, not subtle yeah. about shit like that. So yeah. And unceremoniously killed in the original Civil War miniseries, too, by Chlor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chlor. So. Uh, but yeah, I thought that that Sonny Birch stuff could have just been left out and the movie would have been better for it. It just felt tacked mm-hmm. on to me. Yeah, I just I thought it was boring. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't do much for me. Like they were involved in some like the cool chases and stuff like that. But it's not like those characters were really crucial to that. Like it could have been any, you know, they could have just been like any sort of faceless mob yeah. villain kind of things. And it would have been yeah. good or whatever. I think that was kind of the point. Like, they weren't supposed to be, like, super well-developed characters or anything like that. They got the good fucking truth serum gag out of them, which, like, what more can you yeah. ask for? Which is pretty funny. I like Walter Goggins. I'm all for more Walter Goggins. I Granted, I wish he had gotten a meteor role and was able to play somebody more meaningful in the MCU. And maybe they bring the character back. Who knows? But I don't know. I, don't, I didn't have as big a problem. Like, I knew it was going to be disposable nonsense. So I was like, whatever. I don't know. Like, you didn't recognize any of the actors. And they have, like, $100 million worth of fucking box office attraction actors in the movie you're not going to spend a ton of time on these bad guys when you've got got t- you got to make time for michael douglas paul rudd michelle pfeiffer evangeline lily his buddies his family yeah, but- like all that shit like yeah. there's a lot in there yeah you're right like it's probably overstuffed but there's no reason for it to get as yeah. out of control if they're just fighting ghosts i guess kind of thing unless they like completely wreck unless- on her to not yeah. just an antagonist and be an actual villain and have like a cadre of guys that are working with her and shit like it turns her into a real villain as opposed to somebody you sympathize with. So, like, I get why they went that way. Could they have done it better? Yes, probably. 
But I mean, the movie was good enough that I'm not really like yeah. losing sleep over it. I guess um, I'm such a Marvel show, man. I just defend everything they yeah, do. Exactly. Just shilling for those boys <laughs> all the time. I just, I, I think I just wanted more because of my expectations with the recent villains. Yeah. You know, like they've been, they've, they've been, been doing better. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you look at, at Ghost as the antagonist of the movie, that's but a I better couldn't. character. I could, but she like, was the antagonist. Yeah, she's an antagonist. You're right. But and she was better, but it just seemed like her like darkness and her I would have loved more of her backstory and just cut out like I don't know. I or, I don't know. I know that he was have like, like have some organization like trying to get her or yes, something like that. Yes. And that be the you know, third party kind of thing. Like somebody that's like, Oh, this girl or like, you know, yeah, have it be like the organization that oh, I guess it was was it Shield or Hydra that Shield, Shield. trained her? Yeah, so have like some of the rogue shield now Hydra yeah. agents or whatever like that. Like, Fuck, man. To... There is five giant terrorist organizations in the MCU and they haven't even touched everybody else that like the Marvel Comics guys can bring over. But like there's AIM, there's the hand, there's uh Hydra or whatever. They, some no, of they the did show. the hand. They did the hand. No, they've done the hand, but I mean that's what I mean. Like those are the ones they've done. Like you could have pulled any of those yeah, yeah. like plots in to like have her be trained or whatever yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I think she ends up in like a Thunderbolts movie somewhere down the line, like when they decide like it's time to do our version of the suicide squad that doesn't suck that's thunderbolts yeah. and i think that's a character that works perfectly in that kind of environment yeah. so yeah. and that actress is fucking amazing so like yeah more of her please mm-hmm. what else do i have there were a couple of like when they like ended up setting a timer on something kind of thing that just felt like forced and contrived like oh my god we have to do this in the next two hours 20 yeah. minutes or something like that and i'm like eh, no you don't you just made that up and put it in to heighten the suspense a little yeah. bit and it didn't really need to be there and you didn't come up with a good enough excuse to put it in there kind of thing. And that's just yep. kind of sloppy writing. It was a little Star Trek techno babbly as to like it's they're gonna go out of phase in two hours. I was like, all right, all right. I've heard I've heard this plot four hundred times in the next generation, thank you. But Yeah, exactly. It's like it's been thirty years and it just so happens that we're prepared at just the right time when she comes into phase. Yeah. But she's just about to go out of phase, kind of yeah. thing. I'm like, eh. somebody fucking wave their hand right over that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, and the only other thing for me was, and I get why they did this, is that the trailer gave away a lot of the best moments of it. I understand they had to get the asses in the seats coming up after Infinity War, and that's how they did it. Is they were like, hey, look at all this cool shit that happens, and then you go to the movie, and you've already seen most of the cool shit that happens, kind of thing. Or at least some part of it, kind of thing. So, but just I'm in 2018. I'm over trailers that show the best parts of the movie. That's just trailers That's in 2018 now. Like all trailers yeah. do that. So it's not though. Like the Star Wars trailers haven't been doing oh, that. Okay. Like Infinity War didn't do that. Infinity War showed stuff that wasn't even in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's my other fucking pet peeve. That's going too far in the other direction. I think. In this, like, yeah, I think you're right. It's more about like getting asses in seats at this point. Like, Infinity War was like everybody was going to go. They could have, it could have been Thanos standing on screen reciting the phone book for two hours, and people would have been like, at least bought their tickets until they found out what it was actually yeah. about. Like, people were nuts yeah. for that. So, that was like without a shadow of a doubt what was going to happen. Yeah, Ant Man. Yeah, they probably had to spoil a little bit more just to kind of get people kind of in there because uh, it's not as like, especially because they were going around about telling them like. It's not a direct sequel. Like it's actually kind of a prequel to Infinity War. So it happens before that. So you're not going to find out what's going on in the universe. Like it's not an after the snap kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Any other gripes? That's something I would have liked, though. If it was going to happen around the same time as the snap, I wish there'd been something in the background on TVs and things, because they were around a lot of screens talking about Wakanda. I get the feeling... I get, yeah, I get the feeling this, that the actual, like, core of the movie was, like, maybe a couple months before mm-hmm. Infinity War. And then, like, it was just a post credit scene that was, like, hey, two months later or whatever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're still trying to help out Ghost. And it took them that long just to build that smaller version of the quantum tunnel. That's a good point. That's a good point. Which also makes me question why, if he was out and about and, like, had actively been Ant Man at some point, why nobody in Infinity War called him to be like, hey, the world is ending. Yeah. We could probably use you and this new superhero girl who is fucking 12 times more badass than you. Help, like, help kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Wasp, especially. I'm not surprised they didn't call him. <laughs> He's kind of a fucking. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But I mean, I can totally see, like, the, the news getting out that there was, like, somebody who had the same powers as him who was actually, like, but was actually competent. competent. And they'd be like, fucking sign the wasp up. Get her on the yeah. Avengers now, please. So, yeah. But are they still living underneath? Yeah, I mean, I guess they're technically still on the run. Yeah, they're still. Well, I guess not. Because at the end, you have Wu and, and Scott, you know, sort of make up or they'd be buddy, buddy terms or, or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. with those with him, with Scott, not with the not with the Pims. True. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what their situation is. If the Pims are Pims. Van Dynes are still on the run or what? I wonder if like, they would be that in demand tech-wise after Wakanda opened up. Like That would be the question, right? Because like that, yeah. the shrinking tech, like everybody was like, oh, it's new tech, but like, all of a sudden you have vibranium. Like, does the shrinking tech mm-hmm. matter anymore? Like, Yeah, but imagine if you can like miniaturize fucking vibranium tech. tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No <laughs> argument for me. I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to come up with reasons for like that kind of inconsistency because that's what I do. Yeah. Just looking for a regular old Rick Moranis. <laughs> oh. Honey, I shrunk the Wakandan warship. I <laughs> would pay good money to see Rick Moranis do anything these days, so I'm all in. I'm all in. Isn't that who Hank Pym is? Uh, He's just a pretty much a glorified Rick Moranis. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed that. Yeah, that's definitely, it. Crushed it. Definitely same guy. Honey, I shrunk looking the for his, Looking for his kids in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids could totally be a stealth sequel to Ant-Man. Like, that could be Hank Pym, like, fucking around with his shrinking tech, and, like, he fucking lost his kids and shit. Like, that would be- Hank Pym if he never lost his wife in the quantum realm. Yeah. Where he becomes, like, a nice guy. How many kids did he have in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Like, two. was it just the two? And then a friend or something? Yeah, so all, so just, like, just, like, the, his daughter survives. Like, the other ones died in the incident or something like that. It gets real, it gets real fucking dark. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why he becomes Ant Man. There you go. Solve that's it. also why they become best buds with ants in the backyard. Yeah. yeah, and then he trains he trains ants to like be stand-ins for his dead children. Oh god! Oh this my god! Yeah, I like it. Ants. I'm in. Let's write the script, buddy. I want to see do this. an episode. Let's do an episode where we do like Marvel meets a regular movie and how we could make that work. Okay, we're doing it next the week. Darkest, You're absolutely doing that next darkest week. Darkest timeline. The darkest timeline of Ant Man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we're doing that next week. That is your task for next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds like we're winding down. Do you guys have anything else to say before we maybe just rate this bad boy and oh, call it a night? Motherfuck, it's going to be a long nine months. God damn it. I need those nether movies now. <laughs> I, you know what? You're going to enjoy Ant-Man last, if you haven't. Last MCU. 
true. It's our last MCU movie till the new year, so like till 2019. We don't even wow. get Star Wars this year. It's gonna be a weird fucking fall with like no Star Wars. No, I did get it. Yeah, but I mean, like we're not getting another one, and like we're not getting a, a Christmas one like we have in the last couple of years. So no, no, no November Marvel movie, no November December Star Wars movie this year. It's gonna be it's all. It's all up to Aquaman. Yeah. Ooh, that's not that's. I've heard it's good. I've heard good things. It's a burden. But yeah, that's uh, that's not really like, you know, carrying the weight of like Captain Marvel. Let's let's be honest. It's up to Harry Potter. Yes. Can you imagine the wizarding world and Aquaman? It's fantastic. Beats and where to find them. Can you imagine, though, if they were doing like all the Christmas movies that came out were just big, like horror films? I just I literally just figured out what my what my what my mashup's going to be next week. Oh yes, <laughs> Christy's gonna hate me. Keep it to yourself. So much. Oh no, is it Totoro? Oh no, it's gonna be even better than that. Well, sorry. I love it. Shouldn't eat pizza when I'm like thinking about that. <laughs> shit. I'm, gonna talk to, I'm gonna talk to Paul. We're gonna make it disgusting. You're gonna hate it. It's gonna be awesome. No. Yeah, I'm ruining your childhood, <laughs> Christy. This is my new plan. No, don't murder my childhood. Leave Ruin. it alone in the corner. I said ruining. I'm not gonna murder it because I'd rather it suffer, not die. <laughs> <laughs> well, for in the words of michael scott why are you the way that you are <laughs> you know my mom ask her <laughs> she doesn't know karen why she doesn't know either i don't think anybody does <laughs> i don't even know between me and my anyway. psychologist Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. all right well before we before Christy makes herself vomit, <laughs> let's all rate this bad boy. So, what would you give Ant Man and the Wasp out of ten, Christy? I'd give it a seven, seven point five. Okay. Mark, eight point five. I am with Christy. I'm sitting at like a seven out of ten. It was, it was fine. It was fun. Uh, there's some things that just didn't really come together for me at the end, but like, I, it's it's gonna sit like somewhere in the middle of the Marvel movies for me. Like maybe in like the probably like below the midpoint. Like. Uh, 11 yeah. Half, I think. yeah i think i'd like it better than the original ant-man and it would probably rank higher than dr strange for me just because fuck dr strange it does have a much better villain than the original ant-man that's for fucking yeah shit. cross sucked that was harsh shit that was a garbage villain <laughs> yeah yellow jacket was trash yeah trash before we sign off though i want to do our new segment the mark and i talked about where we give a geek recommendation for the week okay this is, this is new to me. I yeah. haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode yet. We didn't really do it last week. We stumbled across it, I think, a little bit at the end. But <laughs> we did it. Sort we got of. there. We got there in the end. We got there. But yeah, so we're just going to call it Geek Cred. And okay. Geek Cred is just giving up proper, like recommending something that you think our listeners would really enjoy. So a game, a book, a comic, uh, anything okay. geeky. All right, who wants to go first then? Christy, it's your segment. Christy's yeah. your bag, so go ahead. Okay, I would recommend God of War 4. That's a, right. that's go a good play some, Go play some God of War 4 if you haven't yet, because it's a real good time. It's a real good story. Kratos is different, and you're going to like it. It's awesome, also. I highly recommend it. I know we've it. talked a lot about it before, but like this is my formal recommendation. There we go. All right, Mark, how about you? If you can, go pick yourself off an NES Classic while they're available at retail, because... It's a pretty cool little collection of games, and I think there's probably people who have not, who are listening, who have not played those old NES games. They are kind of locked in time back then, so there's some games in there that are worth definitely checking out and stuff like that. And it is, it would be, I think it could be educational to some of our younger listeners, if we have younger listeners, to see how we lived in the 80s and played video games in the 80s, because <laughs> you guys got it so good now, you little fuckers. Goddamn millennial. 
<laughs> All right. So for my part, let's see. I'm going to say go out and read Catwoman number one. So it sort of spins out of Batman number 50 and Joel Jones is writing and drawing it. And I think it's going to really explore some interesting emotional beats of that character. The first issue definitely does. And if it continues on, then uh, it should be good. I didn't particularly care for like the, the main plot of it. Like I was, I was in for the character moments in there, but like the main, like this group of this nebulous group of people are coming after Selena and like, Blah blah blah. I was like, I've seen this story and, before. And impersonating her. Yeah, I was like, this is this is an old story. But like, I was in for like why she yeah. left Batman, obviously. So, yeah, um, yeah. No, it looks like it'll be interesting going forward. Uh, I think I recommended that everybody go read that Tom King run last week. Oh yeah, I really like Joelle Jen- Jones's uh, art as well. Yeah. She's oh yeah, the art was nice. So, all right, sounds good. Well, with that, thank you everybody for listening to us ramble on about another MCU movie. I know we don't talk about them very often, so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to good to get that out there once in a while. If you differed in opinion with us or if you agreed with us or had other feelings about the movie that we did not, you can voice them at us at on Twitter at PRD underscore podcast. You can send us an email at danceforbotdancepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, which is where we are most active at uh, uh, facebook.com slash danceforbotdancepodcast. And if you're not already subscribed, you can do so at Shout Engine or Stitcher or Google Play Store or Apple Podcasts or almost anywhere that podcasts may be found. And I know that we did get some new Facebook followers this week. So if you've actually followed over the podcast and are listening, then welcome. And we hope you're along for the ride and give Woo-hoo! us your feedback, what you think and you know what anything you'd like to see us cover, that kind of thing. I like getting ideas from people out there and sometimes we actually take them too we should probably get better about that have there been that many suggestions i don't remember seeing not, that re- many. not recently but i think at some point there have been Give us sometimes there are like things that like none of us really know very well but Ooh. that might be interesting is if we actually have the time to like go in and watch a movie or go do some research watch or a movie or whatever yeah yeah so yeah so with that thank you for listening i've been tim i've been hosting you this evening say good night christy good night listeners and good night, Mark. Good night. I get it. That was a, that was a wasp. Christy, Christy it was. Wasp I was being noise. funny. And we will see you next time. Bye. Oh, I wish I'd come up with a better one. Like, <laughs> see you later. Nope, that doesn't work either. What's a good one? What's a good like? It's buzz. <laughs> I'm gonna name him Antonio Banderas. Oh no, Antonio. <laughs> can i end the episode great. now like can i bye guys bye <laughs> no <laughs>